begin worship together this morning, I invite you to take three deep breaths to settle yourself and center yourself into whatever place and space you may be. Let us now prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God. Join me in the call to worship. We come to celebrate God's blessings. We come to open ourselves to God's guidance and love. We come to see more clearly God's presence in our lives. We come to learn about the beauty of God's kingdom. We come to pray, praise and worship God together. Now let us sing together our opening hymn, Oh, for a World. first time, your 10th time, or your 100th time worshiping with us, 
We hope that you feel included and absolute part of this worshiping community. I hope you take some joy in knowing wherever, however, uh, whenever you're worshiping with us today, that you know you are joined by many sisters and brothers who are praying along with you, who are singing along with you, who are exploring uh, this faith that is ours together. Would you join me in our community prayer? Loving God, you call us to find your kingdom already hidden in our world, in tiny transforming possibilities, in beauty that calls us to surrender all, in complicated choices that call for wisdom. Where we are guided by pessimism, fill us with joy. Where we are guided by misunderstanding, fill us with peace. Where we are guided by self-interest, fill us with kindness. Where we are guided by prejudice, fill us with love. Reveal yourself here in this moment that we may find you and join you in building this kingdom of love, hope, and grace. Amen. Our prayers continue in silence. Ever-present God, you walk with us through good times and bad, mountain tops and valley deeps. Your footsteps are our guide, your hands are our support. We trust in your forgiveness that you have removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. We have knocked and are grateful that you open your door. Open our hearts and minds to your spirit. May this time together Bring us closer to you and to one another. Amen. For this time of discovery, I'd love to do a song with you. I assume if you're a younger child, you're watching this with someone. Uh, if not, you know, that's okay. You can do some of these motions uh, anyway on your own. Uh, but it's intended to be sung with someone because there's some fun uh, motions we do uh, as part of it. Very simple. The chorus goes like this. Very simple. And then each verse, I'll just tell you something to do, and you just do it with those with whom you are watching this. So, it starts like this. Shake your neighbor's hand, shake the hand next to you. Shake your neighbor's hand and sing along. Shake your neighbor's hand, shake the hand next to you. Shake your neighbor's hand and sing. Sing along. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Scratch your neighbor's back, scratch the back next to you. Scratch your neighbor's back and sing along. Scratch your neighbor's back, scratch the back next to you. Scratch your neighbor's back and sing. Sing along. 
other than the fact that it's just fun. Well, did you know that in the scriptures, it talks about that, that, that sometimes the people around you might in fact be angels. So when you're caring for them or doing something nice for them or supporting them, you might be taking care of an angel. And similarly, when you do something nice, you actually can be like Christ to one another, because Jesus said, I'll always be with you. So one of the reasons we scratch our neighbor's back or shake their hand when it's safe to do so, hopefully someday, or squeeze someone's knee or just be kind to someone is we're being like Christ to them. And this song is a reminder that we are to see everyone around us as Christ and recognize that God might be working through them and through us. So this last verse goes like this. Christ is the friend, it's the friend next to you. Christ is the friend, so sing along. Christ is a friend, right the friend next to you. Christ is the friend, so sing. Sing make up your own verses. You can sing your own song, but have a great week. God bless. Take care. Now, enjoy this video from the Posada de Leon family. I'm Hi, everybody. Veronica and Richard and David de Leon, and of course, you all know this man here, Jesus Posada. Just wanting to say hello posada to everybody. Too, right and here. Another Posada. Another Posada, yes. And we just want to hope that everybody's doing well, taking care yes, of themselves. Mommy, I forgot about my uh, chain. David made a compassion chain during compassion camp. What are, what words are in your chain? Uh, compassion. Compassion. Love. Love. Sharing. Sharing. What Hugs. is this one? Hugs. Read books. Read books. This one. Laughter. Is this one after? Yep. Yeah. Well, just, we're, after? we're hoping that uh, we get to see everybody soon. Okay. Some Sunday. And well, then... I like my chain. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> somebody's really excited about his chain. Dad wants to say a few words and I'll translate for him. Yes, and I want to, 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 I
Un, uh, un saludo para todos y esperamos verlos pronto. Pienso en pidiéndole a Dios que todo esto pase. He says hello to everyone. He misses seeing everyone and he hopes to be able to see everybody at Sunday service soon and just praying that all this passes uh, soon and that everybody remains healthy. And um, you know, we're just all staying home, trying to take care of each other, um, trying to keep them all home. So we're doing grocery runs and all that, you know, necessities and mom early on somebody reached out to the church asking for help um, making masks so she's been busy making masks trying to keep us all safe and so yeah we uh hope everybody is doing well and taking care of themselves and yes, hopefully we'll and see we you soon I, and i hope i can come later and david right. hopes that he can come soon too <laughs> take care everybody Bye. 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 So good seeing you, Jesus and Richard and Veronica and uh, David. Let me just say that everyone likes your compassion chain too. I know I do. There are a lot of kids I know made those for compassion camp and uh, my guys made them. They're a great reminder to have through the summer. Uh, what a joy it is to see all of you. Uh, we want to take this time to really share your joys and concerns, uh, matters of celebration of course, if you're able to and willing to, we would love for you to share those joys with us in the comment boxes, or feel free to reach out to each other individually over text and by phone calls and all the other means that we have to communicate with each other. And of course, also, we would love to know what concerns you might have uh, to share with one another. So. Uh, today I'm going to do just a little differently. We'll have another moment of just quiet to reflect on those joys and concerns as they come in, or if you're watching this later, that are, have already been uh, written down for you. And then I will uh, close us in the Lord's Prayer. So let's just have a moment to reflect and pray together as a worshiping family over these joys and concerns uh, in our own lives and in the lives of others. Would you pray with me, please? Oh Lord, our God, hear our prayers. We celebrate with you those uh, moments of pure grace and joy. And God, we pray that you would be with us. Uh, guide us in your will. Those things that have been a concern for us uh, in these troubled times. And we pray as your son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. began to follow him because they wanted to hear more stories, especially the stories about a kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. They didn't understand. They had never seen a kingdom of heaven. They didn't know anybody who had ever been to the kingdom of heaven. And where is the kingdom of heaven anyway? So finally, one day they decided to ask, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And he smiled and said, the kingdom of heaven is like a tiny, tiny mustard seed. It's just a little grain that you can't really see too well. But if you take it to the field and you sow it, which means you plant it and water it 
and the sun comes out and then it begins to grow. And this very tiny little seed grows and grows. And this smallest of seed becomes the greatest of bush. And the bush keeps growing and growing. And one day, it's a tree. And the birds think it's beautiful. And the birds fly in to this beautiful tree. And the birds love it so much that they start to build their nests in the tree. And they build a lot of nests for their families. And they all come to make their homes among the branches. And Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. which a person took and they hid. And then three, with three measures of flour, As they waited. And it grew. And it grew. Till all was leavened. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who buys and sells fine pearls. He goes in search of the great pearl. And when he finds it, he goes and exchanges all that he has. He exchanges everything for the great pearl. I want to thank Sharon and Grayson and Peter for sharing the scripture lesson with us this morning. When I saw that those specific parables were part of the lectionary for today, I just knew that I wanted you to hear those stories told as we tell them in our Sacred Stories program. Now this is the program for our pre-K through second graders, and they hear stories from throughout the scriptures. But I have to say that the parables are some of my favorites. Now, before the storyteller even begins telling a parable, they show this special gold box in which the parable is kept. And they say very specific words every time a parable is told. They say something like this. Hmm, 
I wonder if this is a parable. It's gold, and gold is precious just like parables are precious. It looks like maybe it could be a present. Parables are like presents. They're given to us. They can't be bought or sold. They are already ours. There's another reason why this might be a parable. It has a lid. Sometimes it seems as if parables have lids on them. But when you lift the lid of the parable, something very precious is inside. Now that's an interesting thought. This idea that parables have lids. You know, it's true, right? The parables of Jesus can often be quite confusing. Now, he talks in metaphors, and he often uses images that were familiar and made a lot of sense 2,000 years ago, but a lot of the images Jesus uses aren't so familiar now. And he often doesn't explain his parables. He tells the story, and then he moves on to something else. Thanks a lot, Jesus. I have absolutely no idea what you meant by that story you just told. But, but we are invited to lift the lid of the parables. In fact, our storytellers very specifically say to our children, let's take off the lid and see. And when we take the lid off of a parable, we are invited to wonder. You know, we don't need to get anxious trying to read exactly the mind of Jesus. We don't need to try to find the one right answer to the meaning of the story Jesus was trying to tell. Instead, when we lift the lid of a parable, we get to enjoy a beautiful story and to wonder what the story means for our lives today. Now, just as Jesus rarely explained his parables, our sacred storytellers also do not try to explain the parables to our children. And I am not going to attempt to explain these three parables to you today. Because I might hear these stories very differently than each one of you. And I want you to be able to hear in the stories what is most meaningful for you. Instead of explaining the parables, our sacred storytellers ask wondering questions. And this morning, I invite you to wonder about the parables that we heard. I wonder how a small mustard seed could grow so large. I wonder how the birds felt when they found a place to make their nests. I wonder how the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. I wonder why the woman was making dough. I wonder if she shared the finished bread with anyone. I wonder how the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. 
I wonder how the merchant felt when he saw the great pearl. I wonder why that pearl was so valuable to him. I wonder how the kingdom of heaven is like that merchant. What else do you wonder about these parables? What else do they tell you about the kingdom of heaven? Now, I told you that I was not going to interpret these parables for you, but I do want to talk briefly about this idea of the kingdom of heaven. You know, I think it's easy to hear that phrase and think that Jesus was talking literally about how things will be in heaven, you know, about what eternal life might look like. However, let us remember that when Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer, he specifically included the line, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In fact, just last week, as we listened to Rob's sermon on Facebook, Michael Hatfield added in the comments that exact line, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus does not want us to wait until we die to experience God's kingdom. He wants us to know God's kingdom here on earth. So if the reference to kingdom of heaven is confusing, another way to think of that phrase is kingdom of God. In fact, it's only here in Matthew's gospel that Jesus uses the phrase kingdom of heaven. And likely that's because the writer of Matthew's gospel was writing to a specifically Jewish audience, and the Jewish faith avoids using the specific name of God. In fact, in Jewish writing, one often sees God written as G asterisk D, or sometimes Y-H-W-H for Yahweh. So Matthew is likely using kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God interchangeably. So therefore, he is not describing some heavenly world, you know, far off in the future or far removed from our daily lives. But he is daring the people to imagine living in the kingdom of God right now, in the present moment. And this is a kingdom of surprising grace and abundance that is radically different from the kingdom that people know, that of the oppressive Roman Empire. According to the parables, God's kingdom is where ordinary people are the stars a farmer, a baker, who's a woman. Now, God's kingdom is where God is present with us in the very ordinary activities of daily life. Farming, baking, shopping. God's kingdom is where the seemingly insignificant and perhaps even overlooked are important and cherished. A tiny mustard seed. A little bit of leaven, a hidden pearl. Now at the very beginning of worship during our prelude, the first slide offered a quote by the theologian Frederick Buechner, 
It was only part of the quote, though, and I want to share the entire quote with you now because I think Beatner does a beautiful job of describing this kingdom of God. So Beekner says, If we only had eyes to see and ears to hear and wits to understand, we would know that the kingdom of God, in the sense of holiness, goodness, beauty, is as close as breathing and is crying out to be born both within ourselves and within the world. We would know that the kingdom of God is what we hunger for above all other things, even when we do not know its name or realize that it's what we're starving to death for. The kingdom of God is where our best dreams come from and our truest prayers. We glimpse it at those moments when we find ourselves being better than we are and wiser than we know. We catch sight of it when at some moment of crisis, a strength seems, seems to come from us or come to us that is greater than our own strength. The kingdom of God is where we belong. It is home. And whether we realize it or not, I think we are, all of us, homesick for it. Now that quote is from Beekner's book titled The Clown in the Belfry, and he published it in 1992. But those words certainly resonate in 2020. You know, especially these last few months, I have definitely found myself homesick for the kingdom of God. You know, that place where goodness and beauty are as close as breathing, the place where my best dreams come from and my truest prayers. You know, I have definitely glimpsed it a few times in the last several months, but I will admit that the glimpses have been more rare than I would like. And I don't think I'm alone in this. We're living in hard times when it's hard to catch a glimpse of that kingdom of heaven. You know, just recently, I asked a Westminster congregant if they were interested in filming one of our video updates that we share during worship, and they declined. They declined saying that life is just too difficult right now, and they didn't think they could be upbeat enough to offer a worship greeting. Oh God, for a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven right now. Oh God, for a world, to quote our opening hymn, where love is lived, where outcasts belong, where misery is relieved and equality achieved. Oh, for that world. Oh, for us to know God's kingdom here on earth. Recently, my prayer has been, God, build your kingdom here. Heal us, revive us, make our love and our hope and our joy to grow like that of the mustard seed. Build your kingdom here, O oh God. Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear show your 
That song's been rolling through my head quite a bit these last several weeks. And I find it interesting what happens as the song goes on. As we reach the last verse of the song, there's a, a bit of a shift. Listen to this. You made us for much more than this. Awake the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are your church. We Did you hear that shift? The song changes from asking God to build God's kingdom here on earth to recognizing that we are partners in the creating of that kingdom of heaven. Now, the song says, awake the kingdom seed in us. We are the hope on earth. Now in his parables, Jesus shares a beautiful vision of God's kingdom thriving in the midst of our everyday, ordinary lives. But he also reminds us that God's kingdom doesn't just happen. Just like the farmer and the baker and the merchant, we have to work for it. We have to search for it. God doesn't do it all by God's self. Even though these last few months have been so challenging, and I have had more than my share of moments of despair and stress and anxiety, I continue to hold fast to that promise of the mustard seed. The kingdom is here. It is within us and around us, of that I have no doubt. Now it may at times seem very, very small, but it is mighty. The kingdom of God's love and hope and grace and justice is here on earth as it is in heaven. May we have eyes to see it and ears to hear it. And may each one of us Continue to be co-creators of God's kingdom here on earth. Amen. As always, there is so much going on in the life of this beloved community. 
The e-news remains your best way to stay connected. If you're having trouble with that, just let one of us know. We're happy to help you out. A few things of note. Many of us are continuing on the 21-day challenge around racial equity and learning uh, what we can about these important issues. I hope you've joined us. If you have been doing those readings and listening and watching the resources we've provided, please join us today at 1130 for our second discussion. And don't worry if you've missed out. There may be additional chances to review this whole series of offerings, so just stay tuned. You've heard by now, I'm sure, of the devotional that Jeff, Bethany, and I put together. It had youth in mind when we wrote it, but there may be uh, others who would benefit as well. So if you haven't seen it and would like to and, and can't find it on the, on the webpage, just reach out. We're happy to get it to you. In just a few moments, believe it or not, I will be doing a baptism in the garden at Westminster. Obviously, the pandemic doesn't allow us to be present physically, but baptism for Presbyterians is a community event. So there is a Zoom link that we have shared, and in fact, uh, we may share it again here, or you can email one of us and we can, in short order, turn it around to you so you can watch from afar and be present in that way. But we certainly hold up the, uh, the Cresser family in prayer as we baptize their young son, William, this morning. Well, stay in touch. There's so much going on. The final word is just thanks. As always, thanks for the way that you've persevered through this pandemic and all that's been going on, and for, in particular, for the way that you've supported this church with prayer, with expertise, with volunteer time, and with your treasure. Your pledge keeps this church afloat. So thank you for those who have pledged, who have made payments on their pledge, or who have provided additional gifts. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to make a contribution, you can do so online. You can send the church a check. God bless. Now, let's join together in our closing hymn. Thank you.
receive the benediction, as you go from this virtual space, know that the love of God, our Creator, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our Sustainer, goes with you now and always. Go in peace. Amen.